How much time do you want? For your progress. Progress. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Clatter Chatter on Things That Matter, the podcast that is intellectually engaging, theologically reflecting, encouraging sociologically, imagining ways in which we can live. Thank you for spending this short amount of time with us. We promise you that you will not regret a moment of it. Shout out to Trevor Smith and B.J. Herbert for commissioning this fantastic music to get our minds going on things eternal, positive, and fulfilling life's purposes. All right, today is Friday, March the 18th, 2022, day after St. Patrick's Day, the luck of the Irish, the patron saint of the poor. Hopefully we can all find a pot of gold under the rainbow as a covenantal agreement of God's promises that are yes and always. Amen. Give a shout out, Dr. Hayes. Well, good afternoon, Dr. Cooper. God's blessings are still all around. Um, Yesterday was my grandmother's birthday. She and I were born in the same month, and she's my patron saint. Uh, I love her even to now, and um, I hope to live my life so that she would be proud. Is this your maternal grandmother or paternal grandmother? Maternal. Your maternal grandmother. Give her, I'll call out that ancestor's name who's in the greater cloud of witnesses. Nancy Jane Bolden. Okay. She has a little Irish sounding name, doesn't she? They sure do have that Irish sounding name. She is your patron saint. Wonderful. Nancy Jane Bolden. All right. It is so amazing that we have such greater cloud of witnesses that are cheering us on from the sidelines The ultimate ancestor in our tradition is Jesus, the Christ that we pray to. And I always am baffled when folks get a little nervous about people talking about uh, uh, praying to those who have gone on or wondering and thinking about that. And it's just that energy field. Energy cannot be created, neither can it be destroyed. And so that's what lives forever. That energy, that space, that, that spiritual essence lives on forever. When this earthen tabernacle has been thus destroyed, we have a new house, home, not made with hands, high in the heavens. And then I'm amazed that our little dust becomes part of the greatest stardust that twinkles in the night sky. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. That's who we are. Dust we have come, from dust we shall return, and we hope that we can always be part of the good that people remember so much so. And we are in this space that's pretty interesting, Dr. Hayes, um, talking about being part of the good that people remember. Um, The president of of the Ukraine has solidified his legacy in terms of... uh, his identity as, as being a member of the Jewish faith tradition that met a, met a spiritual group that could link their heritage to the incident on Sinai. And all of us can call out that incident on Sinai when Moses received those commandments from 
God. And so this metaphysical spiritual existence is part of even our tradition. And the president of Ukraine has certainly solidified himself. And I'm sure that the prophets of old (laughs) are excited that they have part of their ancestral tradition, one who is doing justice, loving mercy, and the brother is walking humbly with his T-shirt on and jeans, going there in the midst of being enemy number one of the Russian people. He's walking around visiting the sick. I was amazed at this brother. That's that holy boldness, that unction, that Shekinah that he embodies, and, and I'm so excited about it. As you can tell, I don't want to preach, but... I'm rambling, and I'm rambling because... Well, there's nothing like being called to a particular place in time. And every now and then, there are those individuals. They can feel it, and others around them know it, that they have been called for such a time as this. This is what they said about Esther. She didn't just happen to be on the scene at that particular time. Um, she's been sent. And so Brother Zelensky's been sent to represent righteousness in the world. Now, everybody may not receive it that way, but I see so clearly this, this uh, contention between good and evil, um, between the Ukraine and, and the Russians, or should I say, Putin and um, Zelensky. The whole world has surrounded this particular event. There are those of us who have certain prejudices who would say, well, it's because it's, you know, about uh, the European uh, heritage that all the Europeans get. Russians are are European too, even though they're... even though they're not considered uh, democratic or free, uh, freedom-loving people, they're still of the same ilk, biologically, I would like to say. So they've all banded together, but I think that it's, it's, uh, it's noteworthy to see that our ambassador for the United States is a black woman. I see a lot of little uh, blinking lights around this event that lead me to believe that God is doing something in the universe. And we are at a point in time where we're allowed to see it as it, as it is happening in live and living color. So I um I'm interested because there was a um a little boy, I think he was eleven or twelve. Um he had dark hair. Um uh he had kind of an olive color skin tone. Um his mother had placed him uh in a group to because she had to stay behind. So her mother, his grandmother, was elderly. And this little guy, he was interviewed on CNN. Don Lemons was talking to him. But here's the thing, and it didn't, it didn't dawn on me until I actually paid attention. 
you know, that African diaspora is real. And this little boy who clearly had a drop of something in his DNA that was of the diaspora, uh, fleeing from the incident happening in the Ukraine. And here's what the story shared, that this little boy's family had was twice refugees. They had they fled from Syria and had made Ukraine their home. And now they're fleeing from the Ukraine and they have made it over to Yugoslavia, I, uh, I believe. And so that made me start thinking a whole lot uh, about phenotypes. You know, phenotypes are the physical features of, of faces that manifest itself from our gene pool. The phenotype of the Ukrainians look like this. They got thick lips. They got broad noses. They might not have as much melanin, but that phenotype speaks to something pretty profound, right? And so I am, I am intrigued because when we think about this whole crisis, um, it is to the point where we are our brother's keeper. And this, this race baiting that some of the journalists were saying that uh, Trevor Noah put together, the piece that he put together um, about this racism space, it's like you can't discount the fact that there are people of color all over the world as a global majority. True enough, there are some who think that their race is most pure for whatever reasons when you have the ignorance, which simply means the limited information folks who say that, that Putin is representing white supremacy. Look at Putin real well. He got to drop something in it, as a matter of fact. And uh, it's amazing. So I'm just going to put that out there. Putin is out for himself and, and you know, but, but as you were saying, this manifestation of evil is, is so blatant and prevalent. And evil is invisible, and it becomes fully present. And I want to just say this as well, that, that we are seeing another surge of this evil in terms of a mutation of the Omicron variant. And I don't even know what it's called, B412 or something like that. It's like we're playing bingo with this mess. And Dr. Hayes, my mom always said a hard head make a soft behind. And I don't know who is the hard-headed people, but we need to look at folks' tail feathers to see why are we still in this place? I have to admit, I, I walked around without a mask on. I was on campus without a mask on, away from students thinking I could teach without a mask on, but I was scared. I had the mask around my neck just in case somebody came close to me. But it becomes like, what is really going on? Want to open up the church again, Palm Sunday. I'm scared of this stuff. I want to humbly submit because I don't want to have a hard head. Well, it's not going to go away. We already know that. So we've got to learn to manage well. If we don't manage well, we're going to be in trouble. But the they're coming up with all kinds of uh, treatments, and so that if you do get it, it won't it won't just you know take you out of here. But I don't think we'll ever get rid of it because it is so 
virulent and strong that it keeps, you know, taking on different shape. And um, so I think we have to remain vigilant and careful. I know people don't want to be stuck inside for the rest of their life. But I, I, I still say the mask is the best protection for everybody. When we're out in public space, everybody should have a mask on. And um, how you wear a mask in a restaurant? Well, you wear it until you open your mouth to eat. And then those airborne particles get down your esophagus and there you go. Well, they say that doesn't matter. It's, it's the nasal passage. Well, you breathe it in. I don't know. It's kind of, we're just in this interesting time. But as you were talking, I thought about this song, um, I Don't Mind Waiting. I don't mind waiting if I have to wait inside until we no longer have willing vessels to carry this virus. It's okay. We We have to just be patient and wait it out. Just be Maybe that would work if everybody is willing to sacrifice, but not everybody's not willing to sacrifice. So you only have, what, 70% of your population covered. There's still 30% of your people running around deciding that they don't care about anybody but themselves. And so the rest of us have to bear the weight of that. Somebody said early on in this pandemic when people were bristling up against the mask mandates, I don't know. It may have been a tweet or a meme or something like that. They say, you can tell people who never got a spanking because they don't know how to sit their tails down. They just don't know how to be disciplined enough. They just don't know. That's the key. Mm -hmm. Lack Mm self-discipline. And uh, I think uh, this uh, ability to Discipline in oneself is based primarily on our desire to be accepted as a part of the whole. And uh, if you don't see yourself as a part of the whole, or you have hostility towards your greater community, then you don't have, then you will not exercise self-control to benefit the uh, the whole. And I, I that starts, as you say, you know, from childhood, how, if you've not been raised to conform to certain limitations and uh, doing things that are for the good of everybody concerned as opposed to your selfish desire, then the time you, you're fully grown, you don't have that discipline. You just don't have it. Something else, Dr. Hayes. Well, a hard head make a soft behind. And it's also the same thing by the same token about being aware of our own limitations, our finite stuff. And and when we have experts in the areas of health care that we don't outthink the experts that we do what we can to self-care because we might be incubating stuff. And so one of the things that we learned in this pandemic that people weren't doing, if you got a cold, stay home because that's transmittable. 
If you have diarrhea, stay home. Nobody want to be around a toilet that's full of that mess for real. People not washing their hands. Spreading germs. That's why hepatitis, the outbreaks of hepatitis and E. coli and all of that. Nasty people not doing the things they need to do. Going on to work. It speaks to the disparity of economics in terms of people having to go to work uh, because they don't have the the means to stay home when sick or they may not have the 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 job to keep them from uh having access to um uh daycares to take care of their children even while they're sick so but also to be able to uh um go to a doctor that's a privilege have access to um uh, I was talking to my sister this earlier today and she says well if an ambulance is called, whether a person refuses that ambulance care or not, they still have to pay for it. Yes, and so and so I'm like, well, that is so sad. Um, why you gonna you gonna pay for it one way or the other? And so people would rather suffer in silence than to just call nine one one or call their doctor and or all of this other kind of stuff. Hard head makes up behind. Three days, we give our bodies three days. And if we're not better in three days, that's when we go. Even on a bottle of medicine, it says don't take it more than, you know, three days, seven days, ten days. Right. If mm-hmm. symptoms have not improved, then. Yeah. So it's, um, I, I think this may be why we keep having this resurgence. Symptoms have not improved. Symptoms of racism, sexism. Classism, coronavirus, <laughs> despair, gloom. Anyway, Dr. Hayes, what else you got to say before we end today's podcast? Well, I disagree with every, I, I agree with everything that you said. Um, and we're in a strange time. This is a time like none other that we have known, those of us who are living now. Um, and it requires super vigilance. You have to be watchful and you have to be on the alert to know what the right thing is and then to do it. And I think you're right. We don't depend on the experts or those who are supposed to know. Who can we depend on? Just some shyster or somebody who got an opinion or somebody who pulls something out of the sky. We have to depend on people who have studied and who have our welfare at heart, or the I mean, our, the world, of the world at heart. We have no one else to depend on. And um, I think that when we know those sources of wisdom that we ought to to follow them. And that's what what a mature uh, individual does. You follow the best advice and then you do your best uh, to do what you can for the uh, sphere of influence that you have. So that's what we do, Dr. Coop. We do the best we can with what we got to deal with. (laughs) That's what we do. 
And the Lord help us all. And on that note, let us end this podcast to see you next time. It has been a privilege, a pleasure, and an honor to have you join in with us today. Remember that everything will be all right until we meet again. Stay safe and well.